Every year I know we gonna go hard We been that team ever since Bart Starr All my cheese heads go pack go Ain't show with no mercy cutting no slack no I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish you good luck Only thing I will Hey, good evening. Welcome in to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. I am Wags, and joining me, as always, is Dane. And uh, we have a another very special edition of the podcast tonight. Uh, biggest difference, though, this week is that the Packers have an opportunity to clinch a playoff berth, and we get to do it at Lambeau Field against our most hated and number one rival, in the Chicago Bears, and so uh, it couldn't be set up any better, but uh, Dane, we're going to give you a second to join the live stream here on our Instagram live, but um, uh, certainly we had the same story last year, right, uh, with the Packers right. having a win and in and an opportunity to get into playoffs against the Lions last year in week 18 and unable to clinch and get the job done. So similar story. We've got a upstart, uh, obviously number one division rival this year coming into Lambo and, um, they're going to want to play spoiler, uh, like nothing else. So, uh, certainly that's going to be something that we'll have to be ready for them to go all out and, uh, throw the kitchen sink in this one. Dane, um, seem to be having a little bit of trouble getting you added here. Uh, saying we're joined. Got you added to the live stream. Bup, 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 bup. Here we go, Dan. Um, anyway, but um, love to hear your thoughts as you get into the, the live stream here on Insta. Um, what what are your thoughts just with the state of the team after a big win on the road in Minnesota? I said I wouldn't start talking playoffs unless they were able to get the last two wins. They did it, so here we are. Hey, Wags. Yeah. Happy, uh, happy, uh, win and in Thursday night. So good to, uh, to be on with everybody here. And I think I'm just about to hop on the Insta live as well. What up, Insta live? Um, yeah. Happy, happy, uh, win and in playoff Eve. Let's, or playoff, I guess Thursday, but uh, man, I'm hyped. How can we not be excited? This is a, a season where the expectations for any fan that's followed this team for a long time is, hey, this is a season of transition. Uh, I don't think that folks really used uh, rebuild as so often as terminology, but the fact of the matter is this, it, it felt a lot like it, right? All the receivers, everybody's 23 and younger, um, running backs. So, I mean, go through the, the list, right? It's a youthful offense, more veteran defense, and what's what's occurred? What's occurred is Jordan Love has taken flight over the last 10, 11 weeks and become the clear quarterback one of the future, the franchise quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Um, how exciting instantly is that to say? So as far as I'm concerned, season's already a success, right? We've got, uh, uh, we've got our quarterback who's going to be the anchor going forward for this team. Uh, we have a, a, a glut of talent in wide receiver. Uh, left tackle Rasheed Walker has gotten better and better. Zach Tom uh, becoming the guy uh, at right tackle in such a strong, definitive way. And then how can we not talk about these awesome tight ends, right? So from an offensive standpoint, youthful offense, we have so, so much talent. But Wags, I'll tell you what, you know what's better than having a bright future? Having a bright present, and that's right now. And the Packers have everything out in front of them coming into Sunday afternoon at Lambeau Field. The stage is set. Go in, take care of business against least favorite team, the Chicago Bears, tied maybe with the Vikings. Kick the crap out of them. Let's go to the playoffs, Wags. Let's shock the world and see what can happen. It's all in front of us, but we have to take care of business on Sunday. And Wags, I'll tell you what, this is not the Chicago Bears uh, of week one. This is a much different Chicago Bear team. We're going to break it down tonight, but I'm feeling great, Wags, to answer your question in a very long-winded way because, baby, we're one game away from going to the playoffs with Green Bay Packers. Yeah, and I think the, some comments in the chat, uh, are we going to get one more uh, and maybe more than one more good performance out of uh, uh, Joe Barry-led defense? Uh, certainly, you got to give him his due. Uh, put together a great game plan. Uh, you can talk all you want about the subpar performance of Viking quarterback last week, but uh, this was a defense that was coming in a little bit undermanned, especially in the secondary uh, last week, but they were able to get it done. And honestly, 
I don't give the, I don't think we give them enough credit when they played well earlier this season. It was the defense keeping this team in games and having a chance to win games. They didn't win many of them in the first half of the season, uh, but it was the offense that was really struggling. So I think we forget that and we can be prisoners of the moment. Um, you know, it doesn't change any of my viewpoints on Joe Barry's job status, uh, short of a deep, deep run into the playoffs with the defensive playing exceptionally well. But I'll tell you what, Dane, it's exciting to know that they are a unit that with a much maligned uh, defensive coordinator is capable of rising to the occasion in any given week. And so we're going to need a repeat performance this week. I think the task gets much tougher uh, with Justin Fields uh, coming into town. Uh, but certainly it's nice to know that we're getting healthier in some ways. We're getting some guys back in some ways on the, on both sides of the football. Um, we've got some other guys that are a little bit dinged up. Uh, but maybe that's a good transition to dive into the update on the injury report. So, um, Dane, I think, uh, where do you want to start? I think the big thing is obviously not injury related per se, although he missed a bunch of games before last week, uh, with the suspension, but Jair Alexander, let's start there again. We started with him last week and, um, certainly we know all about the suspension. Um, uh, we talked about that ad nauseum. But he comes back uh, this week, is full participant on the practice report, which is a change from uh, where he was before the suspension. Um, and it's certainly, but also I think the big headline is uh, he met with the media after practice yesterday and uh, seemed very humble and contrite. A much different Jair uh, media experience than I think we've ever seen in his entire time in Green Bay. Uh, so I don't know if you have any updated thoughts on Jair and, and what we can expect to see from him this week, uh, first of all, and, and how that could impact what the Packers are able to do on the defensive side of the ball. It remains to be seen. He said everything what, what, you know, you hope he would say, um, after, after that, uh, or during that, that presser after getting, um, suspended, right? Um, he's an interesting dude. I'm not going to pretend to understand the ins and outs of Jair Alexander. I don't know him personally, but, um, you know, maybe he's remorseful. Maybe he understands that there was a mistake made there. Uh, he said something, and I, I don't want to misquote him, but something along the lines of like, he's good at communicating with his guys and that's it, you know, or maybe it stops there. So, you know, his teammates seem to love Jair. We see, Carrington Valentine, the young, talented corner in Green Bay, you know, doing the Jair celebration after plays. So, like, clearly, you know, he's made a positive impact on some of these guys. Um, but the reality is this. You, you can't do what he did. Um, and the Packers, his hand was forced. We talked about it ad nauseum last week. And maybe this was a, a lights-on moment where, hey, Ja, you're a vet. Go be a vet and lead this team, right? And, and, and you know, also – the way that the defense responded with him without him there against Justin Jefferson, um, uh, you know, or with, with going against Justin Jefferson, it, I'll t- it was it was inspiring wins. So all of that's to say is if you're somebody in Jair Alexander's shoes and, and you love the game, and I do truly believe Jair Alexander loves to play the game of football. There's some guys that I kind of go, uh, you know, do they love the game? Ja, I really truly believe loves the game. And if you're Jair Alexander, you have an opportunity to help lead your team to the playoffs. You have an opportunity to, to play with not only an Aaron Rodgers, but now a Jordan Love, who's ascending at such a, a special level right now with this this offense. There's something special cooking in Green Bay, and I'm not just saying that because I'm a Packers fan. And, and, you know, maybe it's up to Jair Alexander right now. Maybe he had that moment where he went, well, maybe I can be part of this, or I can go somewhere else. And we've seen guys go other places and not have the same success, and, and not just in Green Bay, but all across the league. That's how it goes. And Jaws talented enough to have, do it anywhere. But Wex, there's no place like home. And I think that there's opportunity with his talent and with his coaching staff for them to sing Kumbaya and come back together. And so I don't know where the road leads. But right now, looking at Week 18, I'm so damn happy Jaya Alexander is going to be out on the field playing against the Chicago Bears versus sitting on the sidelines, right? And that's the key right now is looking at that. We'll let the offseason play out how it's going to play out. But I truly do believe, although I don't know anything, my gut tells me he's a Packer in 2024. I think he does want to be there. I think he kind of got lost in the moment a little bit. And now with some time to reflect, um, you know, there were repercussions for the actions. And, and hopefully we just turn over a new leaf. Let's move on. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, staying in the secondary, good to see Darnell Savage coming back at, uh, from a return uh, last week. And we talked about that going into the game. What might the impact of Darnell Savage be, not just strictly from a playmaking standpoint, but from a leadership, from being the quarterback of the back end of that defense? And um, so uh, that seemed to have a positive impact last week, but full participant in practice this week. So that's uh, a positive development, even though he's still technically listed on the injury report. Um, it seems that he came, made it through last week, no worse for the wear, and he's getting healthier at the right time. And then a couple other guys, and Jonathan Owens and Kayshawn Nixon, uh, have been practicing as well, still listed on the injury report. But it looks like our secondary is going to be as healthy as it's been in, in quite a while. So that's good news. Um, on the flip side, we've got, we got some other guys that are a little bit dinged up defensively. Um, Isaiah McDuffie, who's been playing really good football, uh, as, uh, Devontae Campbell's battled a number of injuries. Quay Walker's battled a number of injuries this year. Um, had a concussion. He's also got the neck. Uh, and so I, w- I'm be surprised if he's going to either, even if he's cleared, uh, from a concussion protocol, if he'll be able to go this week. But the good news is, is that Devondre Campbell's full participant in practice the last couple of days. First time in a long time he's been a full participant in the first couple of practices of a game week as well. So hopefully that's a good sign. I, I know that he took a lot of heat, uh, a few weeks ago, uh, when he was coming, his first game coming back from injury in a while. Uh, but hopefully having a couple of weeks to really fully, uh, get as healthy as possible heading into this crucial uh, final game of the regular season is just what the doctor ordered for Devondre Campbell, and we could see a big uh, impact in, in, in his potential return onto the field on Sunday as well. Oh, a couple of vets that I wanted to circle, wanted your impression on, um, Elton Jenkins, Preston Smith, both did not practice yesterday or today, um, this being Thursday evening. Wags, I think they're both going to go. L. Jenkins kind of alluded that he's going to be he's feeling all right. Um, but uh, any reason to worry there? Or is this kind of veteran rest? Packers are, are looking uh, at Chicago, but also maybe saying, hey, let's give these guys a blow right now because we might need them in a bit. Yeah, you know, Elton Jenkins has been missing first practice or two every week for what the last five, six weeks. So he clearly he's been a little danged up battling something. I, I think this is going to be one where we're going to want to keep a little bit more of an eye on uh, adding the ankle. Uh, looks like he rolled his ankle late in the game, stayed in one more play, and then came out and did not come back in. Now. You could make the argument Packers had the game in hand at that point, so maybe that was just a precaution as well. Uh, that said, the fact that he wasn't able to come back out onto the game, you you can't make any conclusions from that, and he hasn't practiced at all uh, so far this week. So um, I think we'll need to keep an eye on that tomorrow and, and, and see if he's able to get some limited work. Um, uh, that said, even though Elton Jenkins is still a, a relatively young player, He's got a lot of experience. He's a true veteran on uh, this this roster. Um, so he's the type of guy that I think could go out there and, and grit it out without a lot of practice time this week. And Preston Smith, same thing. Um, he's he's been playing phenomenal football. So this would be a big loss uh, if he's not able to go on Sunday. So hopefully Preston Smith, uh, if even in a limited capacity, is able to give us. Um, um, some solid snaps on Sunday because uh, he's quietly putting together uh, down the stretch run here um, one of his best seasons as a Packer. And, and I think Preston Smith is is one of the more underrated defensive Packer players that we've had in a long, long time. Uh, this dude just, uh, he's not necessarily grading out as the top defensive player, as, as a top impact level player week in and week out. Uh, but I've always said, I've said it a lot over the last couple of years. If we had 11 Preston Smiths on the defense yeah. that just go out there, do their job every week, um, we would have a lot less, uh, gray hair and uh, a lot less hair pulling, uh, as Packer fans because, uh, he's not perfect. He doesn't have his best game every week. Uh, but the dude is just a consummate professional, highly consistent. And, uh, I think he's having a very quietly, a really, really solid, uh, season here for on the defensive side of the ball. Hey, Quinn and in our Insta chat. What's up, man? Uh, thoughts on no Packer pro bowlers. I'll leave it at this, Quinn. Um, 
I'm fine as long as we're winning games, right? I, I, I would like the Pro Bowl for the guys because, I, I, you know, there's contractual reasons why they, they want to make it, and obviously there's some other clout. But the way the Pro Bowl shakes out, I wouldn't be surprised if a couple of these dudes don't end up on the, the Pro Bowl just based on how the Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl kind of grades out. But I, I bet to a man on this roster based on what we know about these dudes – um, if they can make the playoffs, they'd trade that for Pro Bowl any day. Uh, I think it's it's a there's a real possibility there. Um, Wags, I want to touch on a couple of their injury. Um, down, first, I'll start with the downside and then maybe some positives. Uh, the downside, Rudy Ford did not practice again with a hamstring, another hamstring injury for the Packers. Um, you know, really hope he's able to get back out there and and play this week. Um, he's been more limited on defense, but still standout guy on special teams. Um, AJ Dillon with, you know, you mentioned a little bit here with the, uh, he's got the thumb injury. He's got the neck injury now. Did not practice yet again today. Um, but then the positive wags and how could we not talk about the positive of this injury report are the pass catchers and the potential weapons that Jordan Love is going to have. Um, this week. So not only uh, was Dontavian Wicks a full participant today, full participant, not a limited participant, full participant. Um, but it sounds like Jaden Reed was limited. Um, but I think he's going to go. And then another huge one, Christian Watson from the hamstring limited yesterday, limited today, trending upwards like he could potentially go. This would give Jordan Love his full arsenal of pass catchers. And then Wags, one more thing, and I want to hear your take on this as well. Luke Musgrave, our boy who, who had, what, the kidney, lacerated kidney, brutal injury, folks. Matt LaFleur alluded to the fact that maybe Luke Musgrave could potentially go this week. Wags, if you're telling me we get all of our firepower back at wide receiver, Tucker Craft has been a revelation over the last six weeks, and then Luke Musgrave is also added back into the mix, even in a limited capacity, what does this mean for this Packers offense? Because I truly think the sky is the limit with the amount of talent that could potentially be back on the field Sunday afternoon. Yeah, it means uh, Jordan Love could have a lot of open guys <laughs> all over the football field. It's easy to forget with the way that Tucker Craft's been playing uh, in Luke Musgrave's absence. Musgrave, he, he was getting open like all the time. I, I mean, the, the dude was just getting open and uh, whether it was uh, on seam routes up the middle, um, you know, he, he runs a, a nice post corner. Uh, he's got, uh, certainly can just get out open in the flat and, uh, and make yards after the catch that way. Um, I think Tucker Kraft has kind of taken that role. So it almost opens things up even further for how they can use Luke Musgrave as a weapon. Uh, you said it. If he comes back this week, and I, I think he will, uh, all the tea leaves point in that direction. He himself is saying that he, he feels like he can be out there on Sunday. Uh, but the, the medical staff is taking it day by day. So read into that how you will. But, um, uh, certainly he won't be out there probably as many snaps as he was before the injury, uh, if he is able to go, but it gives so many more personnel groupings, uh, than what they've been able to do. And they've been really highly effective, even without uh, the full complement uh, of weapons in the pass catching group uh, for the last four, five, six weeks, Dane. So it, how can you not be excited by that prospect? Christian Watson, um, you know, again, maybe he isn't going to get 60 snaps on Sunday, but clearly he can be a weapon. He was just heating up before this latest hamstring injury. It's not another weapon in the red zone, um, which is an area that we've been up and down uh, even with the offense playing better uh, of late uh, so getting a Christian Watson and getting a Luke Musgrave back um, can just really elevate some of those situational um, uh, high leverage situations third downs uh, red zone opportunities um, the more weapons you have the harder it's going to be for Chicago to slow down this Packers offense on Sunday. Wags uh, real quick before we break down this week's game I mean can you imagine um, week one, like all of a sudden the Packers have some of the deepest depth that wide receiver and tight end in the whole whole week. I mean, they, they're for real. And I, I'm not saying that just to say it. They are talented and they are deep. Romeo Dobbs arguably is wide receiver four on this team. And that's bonkers to think about when everybody's healthy. Um, so I'm just so excited. Uh, and, and the way this NFL works, right, is like there's no wide receiver. There, I mean, hell, there's a wide receiver one. 
But, you know, there's a, there's opportunity for a lot of guys in this kind of a new age, uh, NFL, but the Packers are deep right now. They're youthful. I'm just, I'm so excited to see that. And, and, and before we go into this breakdown, I just have to say, how about that game against the Vikings last week to put us in position for this? I mean, we, we have to at least mention that was awesome work and the defense showed out in a way that we needed them to. And Jordan Love, offensive player of the week. Uh, yet another phenomenal performance. The offensive line did a hell of a job. And then Bo Melton, man, Bo Melton made his presence known for this offense. So I just had to say that that Vikings game was some of the most enjoyable football I've watched in some time. And I just hope it's, it's not for not. <laughs> and this is a launching pad for this week. Yeah, absolutely. So let's, let's get into some of the key matchups and uh, expected game plans. Why don't we, why don't we stay on the, Defense side of football for the Packers. Uh, that's going to be, I think, the key matchup in this one. Um, and uh, for the Bears, it's Justin Fields uh, coming back into Green Bay. He's been playing some pretty darn good football here of late. Um, and uh, so this is a Chicago offensive unit that seems to be ascending uh, over the course of the second half of the season. So this is not going to be the same type of uh, matchup that we saw all the way back in week one. Uh, between these two units. Uh, but Dane, I, I think the two guys that stand out to me the most in this matchup, uh, against Justin Fields, it's really, you're thinking about him outside the pocket. Uh, Justin has looked more comfortable, uh, as a passer, uh, as well, but, uh, certainly his legs are going to be where you're going to get the most anxiety as a Packer fan and, and his ability to move around and gain extra yardage, both the scrambler and, and, as, and, and, and called run plays for for him as a quarterback. Um Quay Walker and Rashawn Gary uh, are the two guys that I I'm going to name and think about first in this matchup. Uh this is a 11 man uh responsibility to try to figure out how to slow down cuz it's Justin Fields, they've got other weapons. Uh they're able they're running the ball really effectively uh right now from the running back position. So it's not just Fields as a runner. But I think that's going to be the biggest key because if they are able to get out in space and he's gouging the Packers as a runner, then it's going to be really hard to be able to key in and uh, stop them from being multidimensional, both as a running offense and uh, in a play action. So um, with Justin Fields, with Sean Gary, we really want to see him. Uh, you know, control his lanes. Uh, there are times I love Rashawn, but there are times where he can get a little bit uh, uh, off track in terms of his lane and gap discipline, particularly against running quarterbacks that are able to spin around and get outside the pocket really effectively. Um, and so I think this is a big week for Rashawn to be able to control that while still being able to to get that upfield pressure uh, and, and get some opportunities to, to get after Justin uh, when they're in those passing situations. And then Quay Walker, he's the, he's the guy at the second level. Uh, I think he's really getting healthier, uh, finally. And, uh, he's, he's getting stronger and stronger. And, uh, talk about a redemption quietly. Quay Walker, week, week 18 last year kind of loses, uh, his composure. Uh, that was a little bit of a theme for him last year in his rookie season gets suspended in a key moment. That was a close game. And I'm not saying that's the reason the backers lost by any means last year, but I, I, I suspect that this game has meaning for a lot of guys in the locker room, but I think it really has some extra meaning for a guy like Quay Walker. Um, and I, I think he's going to be a, a key component of being able to man that second level, man the flat. And maybe he's not a true, um, you know, um, um, spy on Justin Fields. But he's got the ability to cover sideline to sideline. Uh, and, uh, Devondre Campbell can do that when he's fully healthy. Uh, but I don't know if we're going to see that from him coming off the injury. So I think he might be in a little bit of a different role. Uh, so those are two, uh, obviously impact level players on the Packer defense. So I'm not saying something that's a surprise, but particularly in this matchup, they're going to have uh, a big part in this game plan and playing the reads appropriately uh, in order to try to slow down and uh, uh, effectively keep Justin Fields from from getting out and, and really gaining a, a lot of chunk yards as a runner. 
It's it's great insight, Wags. And I, I saw Cole Komet. It's questionable. I think he's going to play this week. Uh, Mooney's got the concussion questionable. I think he's less likely to play personally. But their big dog at wide receivers, DJ Moore, no doubt about it. All the more reason that it's so important to have Jair Alexander. But all of that said, Wags, um, we've had some trouble, we being this Packers defense, against scrambling quarterbacks. An awful lot. Of trouble against uh, against poor, poor, you know, by, by all intents purposes, not very good quarterbacks uh, in the National Football League have torched the Packers defense at times this year. Um, so you mentioned Quay and you, you mentioned um, Rashawn. Um, you know, I also think it's going to be imperative that this Packers defensive line um, stays active and keeps their motor and, and really chases after that quarterback because Fields has been very, very strong, Wex, over these last number of weeks. Um, but where I think he still has uh, some vulnerabilities, um, yes, he's thrown some interceptions, but he's also fumbled the ball a number of times. I think he's fumbled the ball six or seven times in the last number of weeks here, um, going back a few weeks. So my point being is, yes, he he can just gut you with his legs, but he's also fairly careless at times with the football, uh, especially when the pocket collapses on him and he's unexpectedly hit. So, um, you know, th- there's something to be said about forcing guy off his mark uh, and, and try to contain the quarterback. Uh, but also, and yes, you always want to hit the quarterback, but especially this week where I do believe it's a, a game, a turnover battle, Packers versus Bears overall. If this Packers defense can get home to Justin Fields, get him into third and long, and 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 yeah, be, have him beat you through the air if he's going to beat you, um, but really try to minimize those third and long scrambles and and those you know second and long scrambles that he's so successful in. Um, I think that that's going to be a critical key to success. And then Wags finally on this defense, you had mentioned Darnell Savage last week. Um, I think he is critically important this week. Uh, for all the same reasons you were talking about Quay Walker and you were talking about um, Rashawn Gary, um, I wouldn't be surprised if Savage as well plays a, a little bit more up near the line of scrimmage, uh, both to, to, to mirror uh, Cole Komet, Robert Tunyon, um, you know, the tight end group, but really to maybe keep an eye on Justin Fields because Fields is just so electric with the ball in his hands. And, and Quay Walker is truly a sideline to sideline linebacker, but it's hard to compete with Justin Fields' speed. So I think that, you know, I'm hopeful that this Packers defense throws the kitchen sink at Justin Fields this week uh, and they don't limit it to one, you know, one player kind of spotting him all game long. Uh, but but really, I want this Packers team to attack and, and, and try to keep an eye on Justin Fields. And I think it is going to be a group effort with the guys you mentioned. But just don't be surprised if Darnell Savage Jr. is also kind of in the mix there and trying to stick and be kind of keep keep uh, tabs on Justin Fields as well. Um, but Wags, again, it comes back to ball security of Justin Fields. Can the Packers force fumbles and turnovers from Justin Fields this week? Because if they don't, they could be in for a very long game against him because he is prolific at scrambling with the ball in his hands. Yeah, Dane, uh, you, ta- you mentioned DJ Moore, and obviously we expect Jair coming back this week with that extra motivation to get that matchup. Uh, most of the time, if he's not following him, he's going to be lined up across from DJ Moore quite a bit uh, this week. Who who else really would stand out to you in, in this pass receiving core for the Bears that the Packers need to be uh, concerned about at all? I, I mean, they've got other guys, but you mentioned Cole Komet is it a little dinged up uh, if he's able to go this week. But uh, anyone else stand out to you or is, is anyone else? even really someone that would be a key in this game plan. I, I'm not saying that they're not other guys that uh, they're not, uh, that they're not going to be, you know, obviously they're going to go out and, and play defense against them, but mm-hmm. I'm talking about a game plan guy uh, from this past receiving core for the bears. Absolutely not. Um, and it's the NFL, right? As you alluded to, like any given Sunday, one of these guys can pop, but absolutely not. It's DJ Moore, it's Justin Fields and it's the running game. Um, they, they've been successful running the ball. Um, so, you know, Herbert and, and to a lesser extent, although I think he's actually a fairly talented player, uh, Roshan Johnson are, are kind of, that's, that's the monster. And that's honestly what kind of concerns me, if I'm being totally honest with you, Wags, about this Bears offense is that, um, the Packers weakness, um, is often been scrambling quarterbacks and stopping the run. And this week we're facing a scrambling quarterback and a run game that's been fairly successful, especially as of late. So, um, this is a week where, 
um, you know, the, the defensive line's really going to have to step and, and, and play a massive, massive game. I thought TJ Slayton last week, Wags, put another really good game on tape. I know he's been banged up this week, but we need another big game out of him and Kenny Clark. Um, to, and, and honestly, Devontae Wyatt has played really well, I think, over the last couple, two, three games as well. Um, we need him again this week, right? I, I, I don't know how else to put it, but um, I don't see anybody else. I'm curious, do you see anybody that you're circling here? Um, or is it really the Justin Fields, DJ Moore show with everybody else kind of being ancillary to that? Yeah, I think it's ancillary. And uh, the biggest thing, as you said, that Packers are going to need to be concerned about is even if they get a lead, uh, this Bears team, I don't think they're going to get away from the run like they did in week one. Uh, and Packers were able to build and capitalize on that. Um, so even if they're ahead seven, ten points, this is a Bears offense that's going to try to ball control, continue to run the football, and, and keep this Packer offense that's been playing so effectively. And it's probably going to want to be more high octane in terms of passing uh, again this week, even as well as Aaron Jones has been running the ball. Uh, they're gonna, they're gonna want to try to win time of possession, regardless of what the score is. So, um, it, it, I, it's gonna be interesting to see how can the Packers try to, uh, take something away from what the Bears want to do from a game playing perspective in, in order to get them out of that, uh, comfort zone and mm-hmm. out of what they want to do running that football, uh, you know, limiting the number of possessions that are available in this game. And um, takeaways are great to ask for, but you can't plan for them. Right. Um, so, uh, Dane, I, I guess what I'm wondering is um, when you look at Khalil Herbert and then obviously Justin Fields as a runner uh, with those two guys, I think we've talked about that a little bit. Um, how, how do you play um, both, uh, you know, the line of scrimmage as well as the flat? Because that's really what we're talking about here. You've got a lot of ground to cover horizontally. Is there some things that the Packers could do knowing that um, perhaps they're not as dangerous or they can take a few calculated risks, uh, dare I say, uh, in how they're mixing up their coverages to bring some guys closer to the line of scrimmage and, and mix up uh, some of the personnel groupings and, and play calls that they're doing uh, as the Bears try to run the football on the Packers? It's a great question, Wags, and I want to hear your take on that, too, because it is a really good question. But um, does it not potentially start with somebody like Akeshawn Nixon at nickel um, being right up there along the line of scrimmage and kind of also keeping an eye on the quarterback and the run game there, especially if there are any of the play designs that are kind of side-to-side motions? Um, Kayshawn Nixon, we saw last week the, the the nickel corner blitz, which I was really, really pleased with. Um, but, you know, is this a week where the Packers dare – uh, so, so I'll, let me backtrack a little bit. Joe Barry, the biggest criticism I have of Joe Barry, um, and I got a long list, but the, one of the biggest mm-hmm. criticisms I have of Joe Barry is that he seems at times and almost exclusively afraid of the big play, but by being afraid of things, sometimes you still give those things up. And that drives me absolutely nuts. I'd rather give up a big play, but you're aggressive, you know, 85% of the time. I hate these deep zones. I, I hate, you know, guys off line of scrimmage. So um, this feels like a week, Wags, where I would love for Joe Barry to throw out the Joe Barry rule book a little bit and let his guys be physical at the line of scrimmage, bring an extra guy in the box, um, you know, have four guys with their hands in the dirt for, for extended periods of time in this game and really make Justin Fields beat you. Uh, any way that he can, right? And I don't care if he's running, throwing, whatever. I don't want the Bears running the football with the running backs, okay? And I want to have that extra guy in the box that can keep an eye on Justin Fields. And if Justin Fields can go over the top on Jair Alexander and Corey Valentine and, and, and Carrington Valentine consistently, then, then you know, hats off to Justin Fields. I truly don't believe he can do that consistently at Lambeau on Sunday. Um, so what I, what I think, um, to answer your question, is how do you combat that? Get guys up there, be physical, press them at the line of scrimmage and make them beat you off the line. Make that offensive line overpower your defensive line. I love our defensive line matchup against the Bears. I really do. I love our front seven this week. Um, Let Quay Walker go out there and make some plays. Uh, But I would start with maybe adding that extra guy in the box and daring Justin Fields to throw the ball and try to take away what the Bears want to do most. Um, but do yeah. you disagree with me? Is it, or what, what's your take? 
Uh, no, I do, but I, I almost wonder if if uh, a move. I I like adding Kayshawn Nixon into the box, but I don't know if that gives you the physicality that you need. If the Bears have two tight ends out there, you know our old friend Mercedes Lewis is going to get some snaps. Um, if Kamat's out there, Robert Tanya's not super strong as a blocker, but you lose some of that physicality and can start to lose a little bit on the edge. We saw Lucas Van Ness in Week One run down Justin Fields as he was trying to run around him uh, and, and gain some yards in flat. Um, could a guy like Lucas Van Ness uh, be someone that y- you mix up from a personnel grouping standpoint? And I like what you're saying. Add a little bit of big against big. Um, mm. And instead of having uh, Kayshawn Nixon out there and running a, a nickel set as your base defense, uh, why don't we uh, add a, a fifth fifth guy out there along the defensive line instead of four. Uh, let's let's just go all the way, Dane, um, mm-hmm. and, and see what the Bears can do uh, if we make that type of adjustment. Because to me, uh, then, you know, it forces them to change what they're going to try to do. I think that slows down their interior running attack. And uh, then we've still got Van Ness, um, Preston Smith, and some of those personnel groupings, and obviously Rashawn Gary uh, to, to really wreak havoc on the edge uh, with what Justin Fields might be trying to do as a runner. So uh, wait, me, hang on that would real be... quick. Are you suggesting a, a, a three headed monster of Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary and Lucas Van Ness on the field at the same time? I am indeed uh, suggesting this Dane. I, I want our, I, I want to see uh, in addition to uh, if you got two down defensive linemen or three down defensive linemen, let's get two of those three guys out there. Uh, and have five guys lined up right on the line of scrimmage. Um, I'm not saying all three of them are necessarily be out there on all plays, uh, but maybe if it's a passing down situation, you've got Van Ness lined up on the inside, Preston uh, and uh, Gary lined up on the outside. Um, I think uh, Lucas Van Ness, let's take the kid gloves off. Let's get him out there. This is the perfect week to get him some extra snaps. Um, uh, you know, there are weeks where having a, a nickel set uh, against uh, quarterbacks and, and dangerous wide receiver cores makes sense. I don't think this is the week to do that. Uh, Joe Barry, let's see if you can make that adjustment. Let's get some extra guys out there along that defensive front, and, and let's see if we can slow down this Bears rushing attack. Because if you can do that, uh, I don't know how much how many more moves this Bears offense has uh, to make in that playbook. Wags, and I got some Insta Live chat. Um, uh, Carla says Nixon, uh, is a safety net. If Fields gets by, I could definitely see Nixon out there. Um, and then, um, Alan, what's up, man? It says, I miss Packer defense that had a corner free safety blitz. Um, yeah, that was some good times. I, I, I'll never forget Leroy Butler flying off the edge and, and making some big time plays. Um, so maybe this is the week, right? Wags, let's get creative out here. We're, we're playing on house money. I think let's, let's throw the kitchen sink at the Chicago Bears and see what we can do. Well, the only way I can be proven right is if Joe Barry actually does this type of adjustment. Um, so I, I, I hope we see it, Dane, and I hope it bears out that it's a good move to make. So, bears out? Uh, bears out, Wags? Packers out. Packers, Packers out. out. Sorry. You're right. I'm sorry. That was uh, non-intended. Let's get over to the Packer offense against this Bear defense. Um, I, I think we talked a lot already, uh, some of the keys, and it's really just about getting as healthy as we've been in the past receiver group uh, against this Bears defense. Listen, I don't want to oversimplify things, but the way that this Packers offense has been humming along uh, at less than full strength has just been extremely impressive. Uh, It starts, obviously, with the way Jordan Love has been playing at such a high and confident level. Um, But, you know, just specifically so that we don't uh, take the easy way out, Dane, what, what are some of the keys uh, in terms of matchups against this Bears defense? And, and what do you think the Packers' uh, game plan will be offensively to try to set the tone in this one? So the Bears' defense has gotten better and better as the year's gone on, and they're they're about as hot of a defense in football as I can think of um, in their current iteration. So, Wags, um, I'll tell you what. They've been really, really good against the run. They've been really good um, at picking the ball off. I think they've had like 13 interceptions over the last 10 games or so, something like that. That's crazy. They, 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 they're like 
clearly the lead leaguers over the last uh, number of weeks with interceptions. Um, but really, they have been stopping the run. I think they're first right now in defense and stopping the run in the National Football League. Um, but then they've got these ball hawks, and these are the corners uh, in particular, have been really, really dangerous for them. Um, so, Wags, I, I set the tone with all of that. Oh, and by the way, they traded for Montez Sweat, and he's been really good too uh, for them. He's just been a, a wrecker of games for them. Uh, but I look at you know Jalen Johnson being super dangerous. I, I look at um, Eddie Jackson's been good at safety. Kyler Gordon, Stevenson's been really good for them at corner. So they're deep at corner, uh, and they're and they're ball hawks. But Wags, I'll tell you what. Going into this week, I remember in week one we talked about matchups against Chicago Bears, and and. I'm going to go back to the well yet again, because while so many things have changed, one thing remains the same. And that is that Aaron Jones is a severe mismatch against TJ Edwards, against Tremaine Edmonds, against Jack Sanborn, the linebackers of Chicago Bears. The, as good as the Chicago Bears team has been uh, as of late, mismatches are still mismatches. And we're talking about all the talent wide receiver. We're talking about all the guys that potentially could be coming back the Wags. I leave you with this. It's going to be Aaron Jones, I think, is a true key and a true mismatch, um, not only in the run game, where I think we could have some challenging, some challenging moments, but in the pass game. And then I'm going to add to that. It's Tucker Craft. Yet again, um, yes, these, these, these corners for the Bears have been just attacking, but I think that we can find mismatches with our tight end group and our running back in the pass game against this Chicago Bear defense. And I think we can consistently find holes against the Bears, and I think that that will open up the lanes, force the Bears to have to adjust, and that's where our wide receivers can start to eat. So I love the matchup this week. Yes, the Bears have been gnarly. They've been so, so good. Um, but the reality is I like this Packer offense more, and I can't believe I'm saying this in week 18 of Jordan Love year one. I think it's less about the Chicago Bears defense, and I think it's more about can the Packers play within themselves, make the plays, and win this football game because I think that our talent – outmatches Chicago Bears defense this week. So that's where I'm at going into this. And and I want to hear your take. Who who are you circling? Do you see any any places where you think the Packers can really take advantage of the Chicago Bears defense? Uh, you hit it. It's that second level uh, with the linebacker groups and, and the passing game. And uh, it's not just Aaron Jones. It's not just Tucker Craft. Uh, it's not just uh, Luke Musgrave that we talked about earlier. Uh, but it's, it's really about are they respecting uh, those in, those intermediate routes that a Dontavian Wicks, uh, a Romeo Dobbs, um, uh, that a Jaden Reed can just really, uh, effectively, uh, get open and find those soft spots on the defense, even though this secondary has been playing really well. Um, so if they're getting depth, then that opens up a lot of stuff underneath for the tight ends and, and for an Aaron Jones, uh, that, and, and those are, are players that, um, can make people miss. And they can also, you know, uh, gain extra yards. Obviously, Kraft and Musgrave particularly hard to bring down in the open field. Uh, Aaron Jones can make guys miss uh, really easily. So that gives a lot more space both horizontally and vertically. Uh, th- but then you got to throw in the fact that Christian Watson, uh, who, granted, has not been uh, uh, highly successful in the deep connections with Jordan Love this year, but Jordan Love's deep ball, uh, seems to be getting better and better as the season goes along. And we're seeing Coach LaFleur take more of those shots, especially early in games, uh, try to set the tone and uh, make defenses respect the Packers' offense vertically. And so I would not be surprised if that's going to be a component of the game plan for the Packers again this week against a aggressive uh, Bears secondary is, okay, uh, go ahead, take some shots, Bears secondary, but you're going to be taking some risks that the Packers might not take a few shots of their own over the top uh, if they make them bite and really come down and try to uh, play those underneath routes as well. So uh, that second level, you said it exactly, Dane, and uh, there's a lot of different ways. The good news is there's a lot of different ways uh, from a personnel standpoint uh, that we can attack them passing the football. Um, hopefully, uh, we have a good week from Jordan Love in terms of protecting the ball uh, and not having giveaways uh, to this secondary. He's been very, very good at not throwing interceptions here of late. Um, so if he's able to do that this week, I think that really 
neutralizes uh, the effectiveness of what we've seen from the Bears defense, as you, you so aptly pointed out, Dane. And uh, so control the football, continue to stay aggressive passing, and I think that's going to be the game plan, similar to what we saw against the Lions and Chiefs uh, in those wins a few weeks ago. Uh, is let's come out slinging. Let's let let's let's let Jordan Love go out there and win us a football game, dude. It's crazy, but it, it, it's so true that this Packer offense is best when Jordan Love just lets it rip, and when the Packers trust in Jordan Love, and that's that's what we've seen is Matt Lafleur and this coaching staff um, over the last ten games or so, eleven games, said, "All right, let's see what we got." Right, and I feel like for um, some of the the tough stretch early in Jordan Love's tenure at quarterback. It was kind of like, oh, let's have him dink and dunk a little bit and, and, you know, be intermediate thrower. And, and it almost felt like, you know, when you throw a baseball and you just, you know, you're trying to aim instead of just throwing the ball. That's what it felt like a little bit with this offense. And then for whatever reason, and I'm so thankful that Chargers game at Lambeau and, and even honestly, the week before in Pittsburgh, the game that you were at, it was like, okay, Jordan can play. Let the guy just play ball. And we've seen him just build and build and build on that. And we're seeing this offense really grow around him. It's honestly everything we could have hoped for when the season started. So I couldn't agree more. And and for so long in this podcast, even with Aaron Rodgers, a quarterback, I think we talked about, hey, let's run the ball. And, and you know, and that'll open up the pass. Wiggs, I don't remember the last time I've seen so many pretty open wide receivers uh, for this Packers team. It's been years and years and years um, where I see just consistently guys open. And yeah, some of them are blown coverages, but I think some of them, Jordan Love sees the field exceptionally well. And he just, this week, what I want to make sure and I'm hopeful of is, you know, he doesn't have kind of that early game jitters, right? Where he's missing guys and misfiring and overthrowing dudes and doing that. Cause that's where the bears can really get you. But if this is a week where Jordan's on his game yet again, then man, look out. Cause when Jordan love is at his best with this offense, I don't think anybody in the league can stop him. And I'm not saying that because I'm some boisterous backers fan. I'm saying it cause we've seen it, man. Jay love with this offense is exceptionally good. So, so yes, the bears can ball. But the Packers can ball too. And I, you know, I'm a little tired of all this framing out there, Wags, of like, oh, can the Packers overcome this Bears team? No, 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 no. Can the Chicago Bears, they haven't beaten the Packers in five damn years, come into Lambeau Field with the playoffs on the line to beat the Packers? That's how I'm looking at it this week. And I've got all the support in the world for this team because I really think that they can come through with a W on Sunday. Yeah, I feel the passion coming through, Dane. And uh, we've got some comments, comments in the chat. Uh, Wayne is saying, uh, when he watched Bo Mountain catch the ball and got in the end zone, nobody on the defense covered him at all. And uh, yeah, we didn't even talk about Bo Mountain and oh, all yeah. these pass catchers. Uh, and he, you know, true X factor the last two weeks. Uh, but really last week uh, and, and how he was able to step up and perform. Um, if anything, how can you keep him off the field? Uh, I expect the Packers to come out in, in a lot of five, five wide personnel groupings this week. Uh, uh to be honest, uh, single back looks. And, uh, let's roll. Uh, let's, let's, we'll, we'll still, we'll still run the ball a little bit with Aaron Jones. Uh, but let's spread this, uh, Bears defense out. Let's see where we can, uh, you know, attack some of their mismatches. How deep is that secondary? Can they cover all these guys? I don't think they can. I don't know if there's really any defenses in the NFL right now that can cover all of these guys. Uh, so maybe I'm getting a little ahead of my skis here, but, um, I, I love the comment and, and just thinking about the fact that we can have Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Dontavian Ricks, uh, Jaden Reed. Uh, uh, oh, by the way, uh, maybe Luke Musgrave or Tucker Craft on the line of scrimmage, Aaron Jones in the backfield, and uh, Bo Mountain is uh, the fifth wide receiver just coming off uh, of a 100-yard performance last week. So, Dane, uh, let's let's line them up. Let's go. Uh, I can't wait for this, uh, this game on Sunday to see all those guys out there potentially on the field. Regs, Malik Heath's no slouch either. It's it's nuts yeah. with this Packers team. It's it's so fun to to hear about it and see it uh, come into fruition. So Wags, we gotta ask. I mean, uh, anything else you want to touch on from the X's and O's of this game before we start talking about our leap vodka X factors this week, winning in Sunday? Let's get to it, man. Uh, I'll let you lead this off. Well, I'll tell you what, Wags. Um, I, I was gonna, I'm gonna start right away. I'm gonna go on the defensive side of the ball. I was gonna say Rudy Ford, but with the hamstring injury, I'm not gonna be able to say it. And the reason I was gonna say Rudy Ford is this. Um, every, you know, he plays at his best when he plays rivalry games, 
He's beaten the Cowboys. He's beaten the Vikings. You know, he's he's shown up in big moments. He almost took away that ball from the Giants. I thought he'd be due for a big-time interception against the Bears. But right now, with the hamstring injury, he's going to be limited. I can't go that route as much as I want to. So I'm going to go, and you mentioned him at the top of the podcast, Quay Walker. This is a huge opportunity for Quay Walker, Wags. This is a game where you said it all. You already said it, man. Like, it's an emotion game. It's all this. And to be in the same setting, in the same situation, one year later, what an opportunity for redemption. This isn't, he's been an awesome addition to this team over the last two years. So excited to see his growth, um, both as a, as a leader on the defense, but also just, you know, as a player, as a man. And this is a week, Wags, where Quay Walker has an opportunity to shut Justin Fields down. Just shut him down and, and do what you need to do. So, um, we need strong play from our front seven, particularly that inside linebacker. Quay Walker is going to be my leap vodka X factor, not only in the run game, but also in the pass game. If we bring him home, he, he got in, in the backfield last week. I expect him to do it again. Quay Walker, number seven, my leap vodka defensive X factor this week. Wow. Uh, well, Dean, you know, it's been a while since I've tipped my hand and you've gone first and stolen the guy I was going to make as uh, my defensive yeah. X factor. Um, you know, it's fine. I, I could double down and make him a double defensive extractor this week. I, I'm tempted to, but I'm going to spread the love a little bit. And uh let's go with Jair Alexander. Uh, he's got a, a key opportunity here. Um He's been a little MIA, uh, especially second half of the season. Big matchup this week uh, in DJ Moore, uh, who he'll be primarily responsible for. And if we get good Jair, this could be a huge lift for a defense that, yes, they played well last week, but I don't think any Packer fans are supremely confident in this defense at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, if Jair can blanket and play at the level of 2021-2020 Jair uh, this week and uh, just really limit what DJ Moore is able to do out there for the Bears, that's taking something away uh, from the Bears. And then all of a sudden, yeah, could they still destroy the Packers just by running the football? We've seen that story before. So um, so I'm not saying that that's going to be all of the answers that we need, but that could be a huge component uh, in this defense playing at another level this week. So um, if we get good Jair, that could be an X factor. If we don't get Jair playing at his top performance level, that could be an X factor too. Uh, so for that reason, I'm going to throw Jair Alexander out there as a, a big time defensive X factor this week. Love the selection and Alan in our Insta chat. What's up, Alan? Says the same thing. Jaws, his pick. How will he respond after the suspension? It's a, it's spot on. I think that's apt uh, on, on y'all's end. And Wag, since I stole your initial defensive X factor, Leap Vodka X factor, delicious Leap Vodka, I got to ask you, Offensively, who is your Leaf Vodka offensive X Factor this week? There's so many guys to choose from, honestly. I mean, um, I, I, you know, I could have really honestly picked Jaden Reed every game of this season and he would have made me look good. Um, but, uh, this week I'm going to take another guy that has, uh, not been playing the last few weeks that I think could make a huge impact vertically in that pass game and that's Christian Watson. Uh, so I think this could be quietly a, a key component of this week's game plan. If Christian Watson is able to make a couple of big plays, uh, in, in the, the passing game, that could be something that could really open things up. Uh, certainly I expect this Packers to be offense to be effective regardless of how many snaps Christian Watson can give us this week or what he's able to do when he's out there on the field. Uh, but certainly is a guy that could make a huge impact in limited snaps. Uh, so for that reason, and uh, with the, the aggressiveness of this Bears secondary, I think Christian Watson could be a big-time X factor on the offensive side of football. For sure. And, and Christian Watson, with this offense, Wags, we don't need 20 great plays out of Christian Watson. We need like three, right, <laughs> to really move the needle. Um, and and Alan, Wags, you and him are in fuego. He said, great minds think alike. I love this on our Insta chat. Um, and then, folks, after I, I go, we're going to go with our score predictions, too. But I, I my Leap Vodka offensive factor this week, you know, I talked about the mismatches of Aaron Jones and the tight ends. We both did. Um, I'm not going to go with either of those positions because I truly think that they, those are the ones that's the bread and butter this week. 
So I'm also going to go with the wide receiver wags because who is it on the outside that can really exploit and make something happen? I'm going to go with the other guy who's coming back from injury, Dontavian Wicks. Um, our dude's full participant in practice this week. He has been really good on the field this year. And Wags, he plays big. I mean, I, I'm not the only one. You're not the only one to say it. He looks a little bit like a mini uh, uh, Devontae Adams. And by mini, I mean not not in size, but just like his mannerisms. You know, he's got something about him, the way he gets off the line of scrimmage, the way he sheds um, guys that try to check him at the line of scrimmage. Now, Tavian Wicks around um, uh, around the red zone, look out this week. I think that Jordan's going to be looking for his number. I think that he's going to have a really, really big play at a key moment. I have so much trust in Wicks. He's got such good game. So, Wags. My leap uh, uh, um, X uh, factor on offense has to be Dontavian Wicks. Uh, I love the Christian Watson pick. I'm just going the other side of it. It could be any of these guys. But for something just gut tells me, Wicks starts kind of his lore in Green Bay this week, in this game, rivalry game, big moment. Dontavian Wicks is going to do some work. I think that's a great pick as well. So, Dane, I'm going to turn it back over to you to take the score prediction first. How do you see this one shaking out? Well, and before I go, uh, listen, folks, if you have score predictions, drop it in our chat. We're on Insta, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. We're all over right now. I'm seeing some come in, and I love it. Shadid, what's up, brother? He's got Green Bay 30, Chicago 23. I love the optimism. And then I'm going to keep scrolling because I think I saw some others in there. I think I saw Wayne. Here we go. Wayne has uh, on our Facebook chat says, and for the score prediction, spoiler, Green Bay Packers 38, Bears 24, and then our boy Kevin, what's up, 31-17, and I assume Packers, Kevin, you didn't specify, but we are a Packers podcast, I know you're a Packers fan, Um, my mom is on tonight, she's got Packers 34, uh, Chicago 24, Alan in our Insta Lives got Green Bay 24, Chicago 20, Alan, we are very close on our Insta Live. Um, I've got the Packers 20. I've got the Bears 16. I think it's going to be a, a nail biter. I think it's going to be a barn burner. Um, and, and this is going to be a game where the expectation comes in that it's, you know, field scores a bunch of points and, and love scoring a bunch of points. And what it's actually going to be is two division rivals that know each other extremely well playing in a cold weather game as the sun goes down and the unexpected is going to happen. This Packers defense is going to step up yet again. Joe Barry, much maligned by all of you out there, myself included, is going to come up and get in his damn bag, Wags, on Sunday night. And he is going to come up with a game plan to stop the Chicago Bears. And when we need it most, our boy Jordan Love is going to deliver the dagger and the Packers are going to win this game 20 to 16. It's going to be 32 degrees at 6 p.m. Green Bay as the sun is down. Perfect weather for playoff football. So I got the Packers 20, Chicago Bears 16. We're going to the playoffs. What do you got? Man, Dan, this has been quite a role reversal over the last month uh, in terms of our score predictions. Uh, <laughs> this, these are two teams that, you know, a couple of months ago, I would have definitely had a prediction in that range, maybe even lower in terms of offensive output. Bears have been doing pretty well offensively. Packers have been doing pretty well offensively. As much as these two teams are different from week one, I think things are just going to mirror each other. And the Packers, this is going to be a close game, uh, maybe going uh, into the middle of third quarter. Packers put together a drive, get a key turnover in the next possession. And, uh, take care of business, get some separation against the Bears, make a couple of uh, big sacks in the fourth quarter. And, uh, it's a repeat of week one. Packers 38, Bears 20. And, uh, we're going to be back in the playoffs. Jordan Love and this young team take care of business. Uh, it's not a nail biter in the fourth quarter. Packers dominate at the end of the game and, uh, are, are going into the playoffs with a full head of steam and a ton of momentum. So, uh, Dane, I hope both of us are right. The key is Packer victory, uh, but I can't believe it. Uh, I keep predicting more and more points every week. You predict, keep predicting less and less. <laughs> so, so I don't know what's going on, but uh, one way or the other, if we can get a Packer win, uh, I think obviously us and, and the rest of Packer Nation are going to be very, very pleased.
Uh, man, Wags, this is so much fun. I can't believe we're, we're wrapping up. This is going to be our, what, fifth year podcasting, I think, about the Packers. It's, it's wild. We, we, ra- we started our podcast in the Mike McCarthy era, even before Matt LaFleur was coach. We've been watching this team forever. And, and this has been the most fun I've ever had doing the podcast has been this year, uh, because of you, Wags, because of everybody that's listening right now. And folks just keep joining and listening in, which I just adore you all so much. But Wags, this is the most fun team I can recall in some time. Um, this is a, this, this is a group that's coming together regardless of outcome. Uh, on Sunday, we all know we want it so badly, but this is a team that's growing, that's building, that's easy to root for. Um, we've got a quarterback that's easy to root for, an offense that's easy to root for, and a ton of guys on defense that we just adore. So, Wags, I don't know what else to say other than we're going to go live if the Packers win this damn thing on Sunday night. We're going to be celebrating right after the game on all of these channels. We hope that you join us if we win that ball game. Um, but I'm just so grateful for everybody that's listening today. And, man, let's go to the playoffs yet again, Wags. What do you say? Yeah, for sure. I can't say anything else to add to that. So, as always, thanks for listening. Be legendary and go back, go. 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 Every year I know we're going to go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish you good luck. Only thing I will say.